I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hang Out, the podcast that maybe you found right when you were least expecting to. From the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who've been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. And if you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. And here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And the first thing we want to talk about is the L word. Generation Q is coming up. This is the week and it is a big week for us. Tomorrow, December 3rd, we have tickets to the L word advanced screening in San Francisco with Frameline. We also are doing virtual L word trivia on December 5th, which is this Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For anyone who can't make it to one of our live trivia events, we would love to see you there. You can get your tickets at bit.ly slash virtual L word. And we're hosting a Generation Q premiere party at Bella Luna in Jamaica Plain in Boston. I'm super excited for that. And very, very excited to also announce another event we will be hosting in Boston, which is going to be Astrology Family Feud. Because what do queers love more 
than astrology. Steve Harvey and Family Feud? I think not. But either way, we <laughs> love a good Family Feud. And we know all of you Capricorns are going to want to snatch up those tickets immediately. So if you want to do that, you can find that all on our website or our Facebook page. We're also hiring trivia hosts in other cities. So email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com if you're interested. I just want to let you all know we will also be taking a break for the holidays. We hope you all have a wonderful break. But we will be releasing our final episode of December on December 16th, taking a few weeks off for Christmas and New Year's. And we will be back in full swing on January 13th. Cannot wait. Of course, as the holidays are coming, we want to let you know that we have some awesome gay holiday merch in our merch store. At bit.ly slash shop, we have some wonderful sweaters that say homo for the holidays, some of my favorites, and plenty of other fun holiday designs. So we hope you'll check that out at bit.ly slash shop. We will be having sales all through the holidays. And in the greater Les universe, I don't know about you all, but I'm a big fan of Wendy Williams <laughs> and a new fan of Robin Crawford, who is Whitney Houston's rumored ex-lover. She's been out for a very long time, but in her new memoir, she came out saying that her and Whitney did have somewhat of a sexual relationship before Whitney was a star. But there are new rumors swirling around that Wendy Williams and Robin Crawford are together, which Wendy Williams said, I am no lesbian. <laughs> Unfortunately, they are not true, but we can dream. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you episode seven of season three, Surprise Love with Tello. <laughs> with a whole bunch of people from Tello. So maybe we should, one at a time, we're going to introduce all of our guests. We will start with Kristen Baker, who is the director of Season of Love, co-founder of Tello. We also have Danielle Jabonski, who is one of the producers of Season of Love. And last but certainly not least, we have Emily Goss, who plays Iris in Season of Love. Perhaps least. Uh, I think that's okay. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say so at all. No one's the least here. We don't. We, there's just no least to be had. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Ellie, do you want to intro what, what Season of Love is that I just keep saying over and over again? <laughs> yes. What is Season of Love? If you haven't been hiding under a rock, then you know what Season of Love is, and you better know what Season of Love is, because it is the holiday queer rom-com we've all been waiting for. <laughs> A lighthearted rom-com featuring a large ensemble cast of diverse women in their connected love lives during the hectic holiday period just before Christmas through the new year who discover love truly is the best gift of all. Wow. What a synopsis. There you have it. <laughs> Beautifully written synopsis. Who put that together? I think Three it was Dan. Thumbs up. Did you do that, Dan? you, Kristen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was me. Don't be so modest. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wrote it and it's excellent. It's a queer holiday rom-com. Is it possibly the first queer holiday rom-com ever in the history of the world? Yes. As long as you put the word rom-com in there. It's an important word. I think so. What's our other queer holiday movie? Carol? I. It's just not the same. Yes. Well, so, <laughs> some people have have tossed Lesbom, which was a Thanksgiving. Okay, sure. Again, I have uh, very vehemently pointed out that that is not a rom-com. That is a family 
comedy. Okay, fair enough. The Correct. first queer holiday rom-com. You heard it here definitively. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kristen, why don't you tell us a little bit about how season of love came to be there was a long journey to get here yeah you know it all the the reason we are all here um talking about this is is really because of one of our producers ashley arnold danielle and ashley and i and i can't remember what airport we were at danielle but we were at an airport finding this like little space in an airport we were like okay and ashley was like we're doing the first lesbian holiday hallmark movie that's the first movie we're doing and we're going to do a contest and like, and we sat in an airport like area and like literally mapped out the call, like how we were going to do like the dates. Like we sat there on a Google drive and we went backwards and we were like, well, if it's going to come out in 2019, then this is what we need to do. And worked our way backwards. And our call for entries was actually today in 2018, our first call for entries for the contest was today. And so, wow. Oh, wow. yeah. And so I, you know, Ashley was like, really like we're, we're doing a holiday movie. Why was that the, like, this has to happen. What was the importance of, of getting a queer Hallmark movie? Yeah. Dan, you want you to say yeah. why she was so passionate? <laughs> well, I think part of it at the time, like it was last November and we were coming up to the holiday season again and seeing that there were another 40 or 60 um, rom-coms coming out for the holidays and again not a single one with a queer character let alone a queer lead character and Ashley does love holiday rom-coms and she's like why don't we have our own let's just make it happen so we did love it and Emily how did you get involved with season of love um it's such a funny wonderful serendipity speaking of holly uh, holiday rom-coms um <laughs> but i made a very good friend doing la theater who happens to be a sometimes producing partner with Kristen, and so this brilliant woman kitty swink invited me over to her house to read a draft of a script and just read it out loud for the director and writer and the potential producers. And those people, as you might guess, were Kristen and Danielle and Ashley. And this script was a totally different story. It was not Season of Love. But I got to know them at that reading. Then they emailed me to offer me the part of Iris in Season of Love. And it was just such a beautiful surprise and a gift to to get that offer. So you're saying we need like a holiday rom-com about how you got <laughs> cast in this holiday rom-com. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll start writing it now. I've got the notes. It's good. Great. It's, great. It's perfect. Great. Um, <laughs> I also love like that you have a friend named Kitty Swing. Oh my gosh. She's like, an amazing what a actress. Beautiful, beautifully amazing name. Mm-hmm like so i just went to kitty swing's house i'm you know? keeping that in my script okay <laughs> yeah we were just doing some light jazz at kitty swings like <laughs> i love yeah. that she doesn't disappoint the, the name matches the woman that is true mm. that is good to hear <laughs> so so you did this as a contest right you, i'm sure you got a ton of pitches for queer holiday rom-com ideas what was the decision process for picking one how did you decide you know this is the story this is the movie well we we actually didn't just pick one because uh, they were all so good and fantastically like holiday tropey that we picked three <laughs> so oh, wow. 
we have two more scripts out there in different phases of development. 2020, 2021. Yep, exactly. 2022. Yeah, we're just going to keep them rolling. As you should. Yeah, I think, you know, they're pitches. So we get a log line, we get characters, we get like what's going to happen. And, you know, I think Danielle and Ashley and I just kind of went through all of them. And, you know, like I had a list and they had a list. And then we sort of like put the lists on top of each other. And the ones that we ended up loving, like I think we all ended up loving the same ones. And um, again, just like couldn't narrow it down. And so it was almost... I think, and and again, Danielle, you can help with this, but I feel like it was, we were like, okay, you win. Now write the script. And Cats came back like that. And it was like, (laughs) fantastic. Like, it was just like, oh my gosh, like, this is how fun and wonderful. Yeah, it was exactly the story that we were hoping to get. It was perfect. So, um, and the other two stories as well, like we picked three because they're all so different and all such typical holiday rom-com stories that have never been told for queer women so we we want to do like a a bunch of them do them all Mm -hmm. right do you feel like it's uh you know the kind of feeling where when we've gone without for so long that then you see them and you're just like i want to make them all (laughs) always yeah (laughs) i think people have been saying that this is like love actually for queer women right there's like an ensemble cast there's a lot of different stories so on that vein, like, what are your favorite holiday or Christmas movies that you're like, oh, this would have been so good if it was all queer people? All of them? <laughs> like, Great we, answer. We watch like t- at least 10 every year and every single one that's halfway decent is like, oh, I wish this were queer. So Love Actually is always a favorite. Like when we started this process we one of the things we said is we would love to make a queer love actually so being able to do that and that that's the script that Kat wrote and that we've been able to pull that together with such an incredible cast and team is super exciting what about the other two Emily what's your favorite holiday movie um I do love love actually I love serendipity I also really love while you were sleeping um have you guys seen that Sandra Bullock. I guess. Bill I guess is that is... a holiday? Would you? Th- I guess that is a holiday I, movie. Yeah, it kind of spans Christmas, and she okay. celebrates Christmas with his family. I I love while you're sleeping, but I never thought of it as a holiday movie. Right. But yeah, yeah. I I don't watch a lot of holiday movies to specifically watch holiday movies. So I, I like the ones that are kind of incidentally holiday movies. Like Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need we need a gay Die Hard is what you're saying. I hear oh you. Oh, my God. Totally on the list. Oh, my God. <laughs> Start writing that. <laughs> Lee's going to pitch it in the Jay, next uh, telepitch. Just a lesbian in a tank top. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. This is so cool. They got divorced. Messy lesbian divorce. Okay, yes. How many pitches can I send you, Kristen? I'm keeping track right now, okay? <laughs> this is Many great. I'll you get want. them all. Uh, Kristen, we didn't hear your answer yet. What's your favorite holiday movie? Love Actually. I mean, I love Elf and A Christmas Story. They're not rom-coms, yeah, but those are my, like, I really love those. So we'll make them gay. We can do it. <laughs> Absolutely. If, gay elves. If you that's haven't also heard great. our Should Have Been Gay series, we can make anything gay if you just <laughs> give us half a chance, you know? Uh, what, what about you, Ellie? What's your favorite holiday movie? Oh, I have a very big soft spot for White Christmas. Mm. I watch it every year. Me and my sister uh, know the entire routine to sisters. 
and we'll do it at holiday parties. I'm like, we d- I'm like, we did it when we were younger, but like, also we probably have done it in the past like two years. Nice. So I can't even say like, oh, that was something we did when we were kids. <laughs> yeah. I love a good Christmas musical. Mm. So White Christmas is a big yes. one Yes. Any of the musicals coming up, please, please, yes. Oh, yes, please. God, Unless I would love to do a musical. A Christmas musical. There's not. Well, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just saying Ellie and I write original music and uh you know we're we're here. We have some music heavy movies yeah. but not musicals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we could make it happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't you worry. We're going to be your two woman Christmas movie team. <laughs> Gay Die Hard the musical. This is what's coming your way soon. You just wait. <laughs> Honestly, uh, so Buy hard. You guys, buy hard. Yes, buy hard. hard. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I say we just end the episode there. We're done. That's, we're never... <laughs> we're not going to top that. We're just... We're done right there. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. Buy hard. <laughs> that Kickstarter would fund in, like, two days. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? Sure. Like... It would be insane. Uh, yeah. See, because I, I think what we should do is it should actually be the continuation of Season of Love, where it's just Iris's story continues uh, <laughs> at her office holiday party. <laughs> that means you would have to break Mardu and Iris up if she's the one uh. who's coming in. Although Laura in a white tank tops doesn't sound horrible. It doesn't sound terrible. It I agree. doesn't. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll add that into the draft. But yeah, I say we can do it without the divorce. Right. <laughs> That's true. You can do Maybe it without the divorce. Maybe they're just going through a rough patch. <laughs> they're in therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Much more gay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> what about other holiday traditions? Do any of you have other holiday traditions you love with your family, chosen or otherwise? We've been making ceviche every Christmas. That's kind of our Christmas um, unwrapping presents tradition is there's a huge bowl of ceviche, more ceviche than you've ever seen in your life. Definitely like it's all about the food for, for the holidays, but it's not like traditional Christmas food. It'll be like coconut red curry, fiery sweet potatoes or whatever my mom has come across um that year um so it's always wow it's always i'm coming fun. to your place for oh my gosh you're so welcome that sounds awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about danielle what do you do for the holidays holidays are usually really quiet for us it's like the one time of the year where we're not doing much which is really nice so mm-hmm. my family's all in australia so it tends to be pretty just small chill christmas <laughs> which which i like <laughs> That's okay. There's nothing wrong with chill sometimes, <laughs> especially in like the holidays are so hectic, mm-hmm. you know, you hit Thanksgiving and then everyone realizes like, oh my God, I have not that much time to do all of my shopping. And so then everyone just like panics and goes crazy and everything's like a nightmare for weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, it's nice to just do a, do a quiet after that. And watch a lot of holiday rom-coms. Yeah, just sit, sit around watching as many queer holiday rom-coms as you can, and then you're done in a few hours. God damn it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> My holidays are very hectic. I have a huge family, and they all come to our house for Christmas. And we actually do this thing that I love that, like, evolved out of – it's like a white elephant. You know, everyone brings something, and you put numbers on them. 
and you pick them out and then you can steal them from each other. What's that called? Yeah, white elephant. Okay, yes. (laughs) So we do that. Except it used to be everyone brings something, but nobody brought anything. And so my mom just takes all the useless things in our house and wraps them. And it becomes like a complete joke. People are like, what is she going to put in the white elephant this time? And so there's just like 30 things that are just like, I don't know, like a workout DVD from like 1993. And then like, that's probably a VHS, but just so many random things. And then every year we always have a bidet. It's like the one (laughs) thing that we recycle. Wait, That's how amazing. do you pat? How do you wrap a bidet? Or is it like a tushy? So it's like in its original packaging. It is called a bio what? bidet. It has been in the in the grab for probably fourteen years, and it's always the biggest gift. So we always <laughs> die because like anyone who comes who's new, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, let me get the biggest gift," and we're always like, "You got the bidet." <laughs> It's the weirdest and most great holiday tradition ever. So oh I'm really looking forward to that this year and seeing who's going to who's gonna pick up that bidet. <laughs> yeah, one year somebody tried to take it home and my mom was like, you can't take it. <laughs> we're using but it next year. It. I know they want it, but we're, yeah, but we're like, no, it, we have to use it again next year. They were like, I want a bidet. I'm like, no, it's not about that. <laughs> I think if you let someone new win the bidet, you just have to buy a new bidet. Yeah, that would seem like the normal response. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you roll. No. That's okay. No. No. Any any holiday traditions, Kristen? Uh, yes, I also have a very large family, and I have a 93-year-old granny who is still just kicking it and and you know, making meals and things like that. So we all go to my mom's side of the family's uh, house and I have some cousins and aunts and uncles. And so we do Christmas there. And then um, we have a huge fantasy football family league. So <laughs> we have our fantasy football awards party while like right around the holiday season. So I, I have to usually help my mom, who is the sort of main person around fantasy football, decorate and coordinate things and, and help with that. Okay, as someone who knows literally nothing about fantasy football uh what awards do you win oh are these like voter people's choice they're very these are very exciting awards so you have um you have the 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 person who won the whole thing and that is a traveling trophy and it's an actual real life sized football mounted on a very large wooden plate that has the engravings of each person who won each year. So it's a, like a little similar to like the Stanley Cup, and so it travels wow. from house to house. Do you also do like you the take bidet. the do you? <laughs> <almost like> the <laughs> yeah. Except we they should get start to writing names the on the bidet. Do not. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. You should uh, write the well, names on the bidet. That makes my next question even better because I was going to ask if you take the like. The, do you take the photo of like everyone kissing the trophy every year? So like someone, you got to now photograph yeah. everyone kissing the bidet. Well, Allie. we have the handoff. <laughs> We have each photo of the loser from last year, like handing off the trophy to the next person who whose house it's going to stay at for the next year. And then, that's incredible. Um, yeah. So since we're all family, we have houses. So at least two <laughs> people are in the same house. So like I'm in a house with my my mom, 
And then like my sister and her husband are in a house. So spouses are together. And then you have the house awards. The house awards are this like rad, um, huge faux ring. It looks like a championship ring, which is what I really want each year because you get to keep those. So we have two house rings. Um, If I had them, I would totally be wearing them right now. I wear them every year at Christmas to remind people that we've won twice. You also have um, highest points. So if you, like, you might not win, but you might have had the highest weekly points and you get a trophy for that. You get best name. So we all vote on on who has the, there's 22 people in the league, just to kind of give you an idea <laughs> of the size. Only this five people amazing. really give a crap about this whole thing. Everyone else just sort of like picks a team and then it, they want, and then my mom orders a shirt every year that has like the name of our league and then everyone's name on the back. So like each year we have a new shirt. I'm trying to think if there's an, oh, there's the toilet award. So if you get last place, you also get an award. Is it a bidet? (laughs) It should be now. It's actually a trophy that has a, that you can put a toilet roll on. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And you get to keep that one. So we actually have, we actually have like trophies around the house. Like my mom's won more than I have. We actually have trophies around the house of all the things we've won. Wow. Yeah. That is That's, so uh, amazing. I'm glad we let you go last because I don't I don't know how to top. <laughs> I know Leah. My mom loves do? a good trophy. Uh I've got I've got nothing on that. We watch Christmas movies and we buy ornaments. This is like <laughs> You get my family does like an ornament that represents your year every year. So like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's like you have I have like an ornament for every year. And like, you know, they're always something that kind of like represents uh, represents like something big that happened in that year of your life and stuff. Uh, And some of them are like, you know, you get kind of like short on ideas at some point. And then some of them are really funny because like the year Kelsey and I, uh, Kelsey's my wife, and the year we started dating, like my parents got me an elf that says Kelsey on it. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that is, <laughs> that's, um, I mean, that was your year, I guess. I, it, you know, it was, but I was like, what if we break up though? <laughs> like now I'm stuck with like, <laughs> with an elf with my ex-girlfriend's name on it for like the rest of my life. Like that's my, that's my year. So I guess it worked out that she like, she's still around, but, uh, but yeah, I do kind of have to laugh about some of the years that we've had our ornaments get a little, you're kind of reaching. I'm like, nothing else happened to me of interest that year, I guess. But there you go. Exciting year. I, yeah, I know. Right. I mean, it was momentous. If you think about it, it was a big, it was a big year. It was just a funny choice on their part so we wanted to talk about so for anyone who has not seen season of love although it is now available and you should go check it out immediately we wanted to talk a little bit about something related to emily your character's story so can you give us like a quick quick overview of iris's storyline in season of love sure so we meet iris you know, getting ready for what she thinks is going to be the happiest day of her life, her wedding day to a man. And uh, it turns out he leaves her at the altar and she's completely devastated. And his sister, the best woman who was going to stay at their house while they were on their honeymoon and they're just kind of like staying at their house. So now they are in this place trapped together. So her fiance's sister, Mardu, ends up taking care of her and uh, sparks fly. 
do they ever <laughs> so what yes. what we loved about this is you know there's the the whole kind of collection of wisdom about love sort of finding you when you least expect it or when you're not looking for it you know and i think that's that's a, a pretty decent decent part of iris's storyline you know getting left at the altar is probably a time in your life where you're not looking for love <laughs> anywhere else yeah yeah totally um i was talking about this the other day iris can be herself in front of mardu in a way that she is not able to be in front of anywhere anyone else because she doesn't see mardu as a threat in any way or she doesn't mardu isn't a blip on her radar and so she has the space for the first time in her life to look at herself and find out who she is and um mardu really just meets her where she is and although mardu has preconceived notions of iris mardu is really open-minded and allows iris to feel safe and seen and that kind of it's it's the most romantic thing in my opinion you know it's not like they bump into each other in a in a rainstorm and it's new york and they have to share an umbrella it's not a traditional meet cute but it's really beautiful to me because it's it's purer and realer than that yeah when i was watching the movie the especially like the chemistry between iris and mardu was like so palpable um oh, and they're one of my favorite storylines of the three main love interests um, mm. because yeah like you said it's like so unexpected and it just feels very easy mm-hmm. in a way that it was such an interesting storyline that we've not seen before I also thought it was really cool I'm sure you all know in a lot of lesbian movies there's this trope of a straight girl like who leaves her boyfriend or husband because she falls in love with a lesbian, right? And, like, you made it very clear that Iris's character is bisexual. Yeah, no, I think it's really important that it's not, like, oh, the same story of this is a straight girl who finds herself through this queer character. She already knew she was bisexual, and then their love story just exists. So I thought that was a really great choice that I guess the writer made. And maybe if you could speak to that. Actually, that's where you're wrong. (laughs) The secrets come out. So tell us about it. Yeah, tell us us how that came about. Okay, well, gosh. Um, I'm a bisexual woman and I was reading this script and I've been in relationships with men. And when you're in a relationship with a man, people assume you're straight. It was really important to me that we name what was going on with Iris. So so uh, Kristen and I worked together to make the the recognition scene specific and clearer. And like Theo always knew this about Iris and Iris knew this about Iris. So it's really empowering and it's such a great twist, as you were saying, on the trope of, Actually, the only person who doesn't know is Mardu. She she was assuming that Iris was straight, but turns out she was wrong. 
I love you saying that Theo knew. Do you think he was specifically keeping it from his, you know, very attractive, very gay sister? <laughs> I think we can presume all we want to about that. Yeah. Yeah, Emily was That's very... Awesome. Here's the great thing about working with Emily, and I've, I've had the, the pleasure of doing a movie and two readings, well, three readings um, with Emily. And, and like normally uh, she waits like a couple of days and then sort of like sends an email that's like, I maybe I have a few thoughts about this thing that I read and you might want to think about this and gives fantastic feedback on a script, like just wonderful, wonderful notes. And so, so with season of love, she was like, I think this is really important. Like she was just really like, and, and, you know, you can look at it and you can go, well, it's great that it's not said and it's not really talked about, but you know, Emily was like, no, 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 this, we, ha you have to call this out. And, uh, and so, yeah, and so we wrote it in, I think I sent it to you and I was like, how's this? Yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. And, and then it ended up being perfect on the day, on the day we shot that scene, we were still working with lines and trying things out to get it to get it where it needed to be. I think it landed on the right line. It's a great moment. It's Yeah, it was so great. And also just like the excitement of Martu, of the surprise <laughs> and excitement of like, oh shit, she's bisexual, yes. Amazing. <laughs> so, so great. You know what else I love about that though is that I don't know if it had occurred to me until just now, but you know, I mean, part of the, the whole way that all of these characters' stories are connected is you have... Um, Iris's wedding and the two bridesmaids, right? Uh, and so those those become like the other storylines that we're watching. Uh, of course, of course, when you have two uh, lesbian bridesmaids, like you're also some variety of queer because <laughs> we all travel in packs, as we all know. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. I, I love that, you know, what it said about Iris, that Lou was her best friend, you know, because they're not maybe a pair that you would you would think to put together but something something with Iris's character is like people say a lot of things about her and they may or may not be accurate. So there's a lot of like reading between the lines and who who is she really? And the audience kind of figures that out as they go. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. What is it that you think is the best thing about that storyline that Iris has of kind of like tripping into love, you know, when you're when you're not really expecting to find it? Um, for me, I found the most joy in messying it up. Um, you know, I'm, I'm quite a ridiculous person in many ways. And, um, you know, Iris, again, people say that she's the perfect woman. Oh my gosh. She's like the perfect woman, you guys, like clearly. Um, (laughs) you know, so, so, um, obvious, but, um, you know, so for me, it was adding a lot of like ridiculous imperfections. I found such joy in that, you know, like some people can think she's the perfect woman, but really she's a complete doofus. And especially when she starts to develop feelings for Mardu, like more of that comes out. And that was such a fun arc from, from perfection to doofus. (laughs) Oh my God. Can we get that on a shirt? (laughs) From perfection to doofus. We talk about a lot of things from a perspective of here are all the things that straight media has always had that we don't get to have, right? But there's also some like really great moments in that. So what are some of your favorite love stories on screen that have also had that falling into love unexpectedly play out? Are you asking like specifically like for straight movies? doesn't have to be yeah or even even other like queer films like why is it so compelling to us to see that play out on screen it sounds like you have one in mind yeah well I mean the first one that came to mind is like imagine me and you which for me is such a such a great fun I mean I think there's it can be also slightly problematic but for the longest time it was sort of like the only one that we had and you know the kind of that theme running through it is you know, that, that moment when your eyes lock with someone and then what does that mean? Is it love at first sight or is it, you know, this like more like, oh, we were best friends and then we fell in love. And of course, like we want it to be like, you look across the room at your wedding and <laughs> see the that person who's for you. But, um, yeah. You hope that that person is the one at the altar as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So, and, and yeah, so that's, that's one that like it kind of immediately comes to mind for me. And it's funny because I was just on a plane where it was on, you know, in the, the, the movie section. And I was like, I'm just going to take another, like, just watch this again. It had been a little while since I had seen it. And there, and you really can see moments where Kat took inspiration from Imagine Me and You, you know, but I think the thing that, and Danielle, you know, you, you can kind of speak to this as well. The ending originally of Season of Love before we, it ended on Theo. I don't think you know this, Emily. It ended on Theo at the New Year's Eve party. And he sort of like toast to the camera and then it was fade out. And I think Weird. Danielle and Ashley, we were all like, why is this ending on Theo? Why is it the guy again? <laughs> but if you but if you go back and you watch Imagine Me and You, it ends on Heck. And it ends on mm-hmm. Heck getting on an airplane, traveling, sitting next to a cute girl who's also traveling, and he turns to the camera and he winks. And it was yeah. almost like, hey, straight people, don't worry. The guy ends up okay. And yeah. um, <laughs> right, Dan? Didn't we sort of were like, what is this? And yeah, we, oh, we, we definitely were. We were like, this is 
a film that's so focused on queer women finally why would we not end on them why would we go back to a straight dude yeah definitely a long conversation uh, i think the the more important question after that story though is you found imagine me and you on a plane what were you flying it's on delta <laughs> right now wow. yep i nearly watched it too <laughs> that's big it's a big moment for us when we're in the skies that I don't think I've ever seen. Like, it's hard to find to watch it even. Yeah. Yeah. I had to search. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it yeah, was funny so... because I think they had Imagine Me and You and Love Actually on the on Delta right now. It's like, that's funny. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, because both of them open up on a wedding. Well, and you know what else I'm realizing, too, is both of them open up on a wedding and both of them open up um, with with pretty soon having that scene of the, you know, the two romantic leads like having this like sustained eye contact moment with each other i mean it's the it's obviously grab. it's a little different uh different in in season of love the circumstances of that but yeah i could see i could see the parallels you know if you if you go looking for them oh yeah uh, That's yeah funny. it's definitely like a mash between those two for sure yeah well i mean there's you know that we actually slowed down that hand grab in the edit and then it just looked a little off because that hand grab in the edit is the look across the across the way from Imagine Me and You. I mean, so there's definitely homage, homages. In there. <laughs> I definitely yeah. thought, like, when I first started watching that Mardu was the groom. <laughs> or, like, <laughs> like, when they're just staring at each other, I was like, is, are they getting married? Oh, they're getting married. And then I was like, oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> that, that'll be the sequel. Mm -hmm. There you go. We'll yeah. Do We'll do that as the same. We got the same suit. We got the suit. Just, uh, the suit looked looked great. So I'm great all for suit. it. <laughs> Have you ever had uh, had that happen? Has love snuck up on any of you three when you when you weren't expecting it? Or we're we're all the uh, queer people who fall in love with their best friend trope. Is that what we are? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I found my girlfriend on OK Cupid, which I don't think is super interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's a relatively common. Is that the opposite of not looking for it? Is probably I right. <laughs> probably. It. Yeah. I was. I worked really hard and swiped and <laughs> answered all the questions. We were an eighty-four percent match. Ooh, that's um, big! Wow, it's pretty solid. <laughs> I've had that happen to me, but do, I'm like, do we care? I don't know. Do want, <laughs> I, I want to hear I it, care. Ellie. I want to hear. It. Tell us about like, your. Do we want to hear about it? Story. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be cheesy, but I guess we're talking about holiday rom-coms, so whatever. I was like, I'm going to be single. I love being single. Let me be single forever. And then I went out to this party, and it was like a queer party, so like everyone there was were gay women. And I met one of my friends, a friend of a friend, and I cannot really explain to you I mean, I'm just going to explain to you, like, love at first sight, I guess, which is wow. so cheesy. Paint but... us a rom-com picture. So, I don't know. Like, I met her. The first thing that I said to her, I think, was, uh, I was like, oh, this is your first, like, lesbian event? Because it was, like, one of the first ones she's been to. And I was like, I'm basically a professional lesbian. And I was like, Ellie, <laughs> what? <laughs> Why would you say that to her? Um, but... I don't know. There was like, there was just something about, there were just sparks there immediately. And I couldn't really explain it. This is also my current girlfriend. So like oh happy ending. Gosh. Like I could not explain it. And then from her perspective, it was like, I followed her around all night and she was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then it wasn't that unexpected because, like, made it happen and, like, asked her out on a date and everything. But I think, like, the steps from, like, that first meeting and then, like, continuing to talk, we both were like, we love being single. Like, we want to stay single. Like, mm-hmm. we just, like, enjoy having our own space. And, like, the more we hung out together, we were like, we can't stop being with each other. So, like, <laughs> let's just do this. Yeah, as as someone who was on the outside of that situation at the time, uh, you, you were not looking for anything serious. <laughs> I really was not. <laughs> <laughs> you, you both kind of tried to pretend that it wasn't going to turn into what it did. Yes, and it just, it did. So I think, what is it, like, two years later, we're still together. Oh, man. So. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. You've never you've never tripped into love, Emily, Danielle? No. I don't not at think all. so. I I feel like I either am actively pursuing what I want and have an idea of what I'm looking for and then go find it. I also am not a very romantic person in my life. <laughs> I love enjoying romantic novels and movies and stories. Um but but that's where I like to keep romance. And then in my life, I like things easy and sense-making. Was it like a fun escape to get to be like the lead in a rom-com then? So much so. Yes. Totally. That's so funny. I mm-hmm. feel like I'm like the hopeless romantic. So I feel like I'm like, it was so unexpected, but also like, I love love. So <laughs> isn't that unexpected? <laughs> Oh, but Danielle, what about you? No surprise love? Well, no, my current partner, I'd say, was surprise love. Neither of us were looking for that either. Um, that was by accident. Tell us, and tell now us we're the engaged. story. So, uh, oh, congrats. <laughs> surprise uh, engagement. Yeah, well, I, Ashley and I actually met um, when we started running Clexicon, so like three and a half years ago now. And yeah, we just hit it off right away unexpectedly, and here we are. Oh. <laughs> Not much of a storyteller, but it was definitely unexpected. <laughs> I, I did. It's okay. We'll invent our own, yeah, okay? You were saving a litter of kittens <laughs> from a fire, and uh, she just happened to be walking down the street carrying a bunch of books, and the books caught on fire, and oh, you wow. saved her yeah. from the fire. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you all had stories. Go. I did. Great. I, I, I did end up um, buying someone at a bachelorette auction, and we did end up getting married, although we are now divorced (laughs) (laughs) but the first the first half of that would be an amazing story i bet that's amazing yeah yeah 100 uh 70 bucks 70 bucks best 70 bucks you ever spent or or worse (laughs) we're not together anymore Yeah. Love is interesting. Let's <laughs> like it I love is. love. Love is interesting. Love is great. I think it's why Iris's storyline is just such a great rom-com story, you know? It's mm. like that idea of just finding love in an unexpected place or an unexpected time or an unexpected person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um or or all of those. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. All of those together. I think that's a great, it's a great story and it's not, it isn't one. I mean, you know, as we're saying, we don't really have queer, like queer rom-coms in general, especially like holiday ones. Um, It's such a fun, it's such a fun story to get to see kind of like the, the queered version of it. And I also love, I mean, we talk a lot when we do, you know, movies that should have been gay. We talk endlessly about the 
just ubiquitous trope of having two characters who have all the chemistry and then sort of just tossing like, and then here's her brother to play the romantic opposite, you know? <laughs> like, he's basically her, but is a guy. Uh -huh. So you can fall in love with him, even though, like, obviously it's the two girls that should be together. Right. Um, so the there's also something a version. lot of fun to having that kind of f flipped on its head as well. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely. So what's next for Season of Love? It's out. People can watch it. Where can people see it? How can they watch it? Yeah. So um, if you go to the website, seasonoflovemovie.com, you can, like, all the information's there. You can see the trailer and you can get, see the cast. You can see behind the scenes photos. Um, you can see all of our screenings. We have six screenings in various cities across the country that will still be, if you are listening to this December 2nd, you can still go to Toronto on December 3rd. <laughs> um, you can rent or buy it if you go to telefilms.com and scroll down. But you can also, like I said, go to seasonoflovemovie.com and there's a buy button on there. And so you will be able to buy or rent it and watch it on, on your smart devices or, uh, or TV exciting we will watch it again and again it's going to be added into my holiday movie rotation that's Yay! our that's our awesome. hope that's our yeah. hope yes i think it's timely for our q and gay oh good it's our favorite time let's do this q q and gay so question one uh we'll start with with Kristen and then uh and then i guess danielle and El emily so what is your favorite holiday movie out of the following choices there's only four because twitter polls are limited so <laughs> white christmas love actually elf and christmas carol is it the muppets version of the christmas carol like which christmas carol are we talking <laughs> oh, about it can definitely be muppets that. that's a great you can one. you can specify if you want we haven't specified okay it. I do love the Muppets Christmas Carol, but I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go with Love Actually. Um, I'm gonna go with Love Actually too. Me too. Me three. Yay. Love Actually. There you go. Sweet. Nice and simple. All right. Number two. Do you wish we had more queer holiday rom coms? A yes or B no. Yes. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Question three, has love ever surprised you? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Definitely, yes. Yeah. Number four, which is my favorite one, and if there are any stories, we need them. Oh, yeah. Have you we'll ever had details. a crush on your significant other's sibling? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> no. They're like slowly. Yeah. No. I know, just, just, just awkward, uncomfortable pause. <laughs> no, I was really trying to think about it. No. No, what about no. your sibling significant other? I feel like we should give people the option mm -hmm. for both Ooh. ways. Right? That's more likely, uh, that actually. Could, that could get messy. <laughs> um, but still no. It's a boy, so no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh, we'll, put that, okay. we'll put that in by hard, though. Yes, by hard. Okay. What's the most romantic holiday activity out of the following choices? A, drinking hot chocolate in front of the fire. B, ice skating, C, decorating the tree together, or D, snowball fight? I'm going to say hot, hot cocoa and fire. Yeah, me too. Hot chocolate, fire. I'm going to say ice skating. I feel like every time I ice skate, I fall on my ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I don't know about that for me. But then but... again, for me, it's all about the anti-romance. It's all about <laughs> what what is real and true and human. And when you fall on your ass in front of someone, you really connect in a way that is, to me, very truly, deeply romantic. <laughs> I, makes see, sense. I thought you were going to say, like, a fireplace is too much pressure. It's, like, too much romance. <laughs> it's too real. <laughs> I'll remember, falling on my ass is always endearing. We're good. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Remember, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Let's Hang Out Pod. This might be a lengthier question in this case, but uh, where can our listeners find all of you and find Tello and find Season of Love on all the social medias? <laughs> yeah, Tello's really easy. We're just Tello Films on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. I am on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Kristen, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N, Tello. Uh, personally, I'm not really on social media very much. So uh, <laughs> just look up Tello Films or Klexicon and I'm behind those somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Emily Goss 650 on Instagram and Twitter. Are there any projects coming up? besides season of love that you'd like to tell our listeners about yeah uh dan do we do we talk about i hate new year's our next project is going to be um one of the music heavy ones we mentioned it's uh it's called i hate new year's and it takes place all over all uh in new year's eve so it's like one one day and follows the singer who uh moved so we're shooting it in nashville she moves away from nashville and she's like lost her like songwriting mojo and so she comes back to Nashville and she's gone to see a psychic to try and like figure out why she's, you know, blocked. And the psychic's like, oh, there's like someone with the C is like, you need to make amends. And so she thinks it's her ex-girlfriend who she sort of dropped to go to Nashville. But really, it's not. And so I won't I won't spoil too much, but it's Ooh, like a intrigue. it's like a buddy kind of deal where she like her best friend that she's hanging out with all New Year's Eve trying to help her find her ex-girlfriend. So they, it kind of takes them all over town, all over Nashville. And then um, since they're, you know, music people like they sing uh, different songs as they go about the city. There's going to be some really amazing music in that. We're super excited. Yeah. That sounds Very awesome. Cool. And we haven't really talked about the music in Season of Love, but there's also great music in Season of Love with yes. Dom. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be excited about. Emily, anything else uh, coming up that you want to let people know about? Sure. I guess next May, right now, we're thinking, right, Kristen? A feature called Storyville will start production. And Storyville is based on the actual events and madams of the legal red lights district in new orleans set in 1917 or new orleans i guess you know the the real people say the people who are in the know yeah so it's the madams of these houses have to band together to uh, defend their right to work so it's a lot of sexy powerful women yeah it's really cool are you filming in new orleans no, we'll we'll do it in LA. Uh, I know, I know. Hopefully, well, you if time. you haven't been, Ellie and I both just went for the first time for a a, a queer women's weekend retreat called the Weekend Soiree, and it was Ooh. amazing. Ooh. What a great city! Awesome. Also, we are going to be having an Instagram story takeover with 
Kristen from the Toronto screening of Season of Love. Uh, so keep an eye out for details on that to come. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. This has been great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. And check out Season of Love if you haven't already. Let me hear you say hip, 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 well, yeah. We love hearing from you and we love building this community. So we just like to take the opportunity every week to shout out some of our favorite things that have been happening lately. And this week, maybe it's, you know, the leftover vibes from Thanksgiving last week. We're just feeling extra happy and grateful and thankful for all of our listeners. This week, we especially want to shout out someone on Instagram. I hope I am pronouncing your name correctly, Amelia. Amelia reached out to us on Instagram from Germany, all the way from Germany, which is just amazing, and just had the nicest things to say about how grateful she is for the podcast, and uh, it made Ellie cry. Of course it made Ellie cry. What what doesn't make Ellie cry? So we just wanted to say, Amelia, thank you so much uh, for reaching out, and apologies for my terrible German. Vielen Dank, Amelia. Wir sind überdankbar für dich. Speaking of people that we are thankful for, we also are so thankful, as always, for all of our patrons, and especially our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Lizette Stye, Tanya Ferguson, Jess Klaus, Danny Griswold, Michelle Ray Thomas, Sarah and Julia, Nicole Gross, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Mark Foster, Danny Gunlach-Tamora, Sammy Walsh, Audrey O'Connor, and Wendy K. Bartlett, and our King Princess patrons, Kayla Kelly and Amy and Ellen. We could not continue doing this podcast without all of our patrons' support, so thank you to all of you for making this possible. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. We do now have a calendar, so you can find all of our events coming up. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. We also are still putting videos up on our YouTube channel, so you can subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch those. And the best and easiest way to support the podcast is to rate and review us on iTunes. It helps other people find the podcast, and we love hearing what you think. If you want to support us financially, you can join our Patreon page at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We have all sorts of fun perks. You get ad-free episodes. You can join us for watch parties for lesbian movies or shows. It's a ton of fun. We love our patrons so much, and it is probably the the biggest thing in terms of us being able to do all the stuff that we do for the podcast. And if you want some Les Hangout merch, it is holiday gay season. So get to our shop at bit.ly slash shop. Buy a sweater for your favorite gay. Buy a sweater for your favorite gay who is yourself. I don't care. Any <laughs> gays, just get in our sweaters at bit.ly slash shop. If you want to follow us individually, the best place to find me is on Twitter and Instagram at LSH Foster. And if you want to find me, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.